विष्णुपादा कृष्ण प्रेष्टा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअद्वैत गाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद नमो महावदान्या कृष्ण प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णाय कृष्ण चैतन्य नाने गौरत्षे नम नमो ब्रह्मण्यदेवाय गोब्राह्मणहिताय जगद्धिताय कृष्णा गोविंदय नमो नम हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांत नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिये वाचाकलतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतीतना पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे ओम अज्ञानतिमिरांद ज्ञानंजन शलाकया Hare Krishna everyone, welcome to session number 19. So today we are having this wonderful discussion on chapter 2 and I welcome all of you here on Open Talk as well as Google Meet. Uh, thank you so much Himanshu for joining today and it's been quite a some time that we have interacted. So it's very nice to see you here. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining. So Today we are having this uh, some very important uh, shlokas from chapter two, and probably some of you must have already heard some of these shlokas, and it will be really intriguing to know the meaning of these wonderful sessions and wonderful shlokas. Great. So I dedicate this session to my beloved spiritual master, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhakti Vidhan Swami Prabhu Pat, the founder of Ajayog Iskon. so this is the flow of uh, the different sections that we have discussed in chapter 2 
we have discussed Arjuna's further doubts and surrender to Krishna from verse number 1 to 10. From verse number 2.11 to 2.30, Jnana Yoga, we have understood the soul aspect. What is the soul and our true identity? That's wonderful, that's Jnana Yoga. And section 3, that is from 2.31 to 2.38, Krishna has explained Karma Kanda. He has told that how we need to perform activities and by performing such activities, Arjuna, you will get the heavenly planet. So these are certain explanations that we understood. So in this section now, that is section number 4, that is from 2.39 to 2.53. So we have discussed some very important shloka in the previous uh, class, session number 18, that how from Karma Kanda we have moved to Karma Yoga. We understood little bit about Karma Yoga and how we need to be focused. Vyavasayatmika buddhihi. So only people who are enjoying Bhoga and Aishwarya, those who are fully engrossed in sense pleasure, they cannot be focused in the duties that they are doing. That they are doing. So they cannot be fixed on the goals. So Bhoga and Aishwarya takes away our focus from our goals. So Krishna is now further continuing to explain to Arjuna what is going to happen by performing Karma Yoga. Sometimes it is also called as Buddhi Yoga. So let's begin and let's continue from 2.45. <coughs> so uh, Dev, you can unmute yourself and please repeat this shloka. Traigunya Vishaya Veda Nistrai Gunyo Bhavajuna Nirdwango Nitya Satvaso Niryoga Kshema Atmavan Let's do that once again. Traigunya Vishaya Veda Nistrai Gunyo Bhavajuna Nirdwango Nitya Satvasto Niryoga Kshema Atmavan Wonderful, please repeat the translation. The Vedas mainly deal with the subject of three modes of material nature. Rise above these modes O Arjuna be transcendental to all of them. Be free from all dualities. And from all anxieties. For gain and safety. And be established in the self. Wonderful, thank you. Hare Krishna. So Krishna is very beautifully explaining to Arjuna 
ತ್ರೈಗುಣ್ಯೋ ವಿಷಯ ವೇದ ತ್ರೈಗುಣ್ಯ ತ್ರೈ ತ್ರೀ ತ್ರೈ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ತ್ರೀ ಸೊ ಸಮಾವ್ ಈವನ್ ದ ಇಂಗ್ಲಿಷ್ ವಿ ಕಾಲ್ ಇಟ್ ಎಸ್ ತ್ರೀ ಇನ್ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ತ್ರೀ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಪಿ ಆರ್ ಐ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಈಕ್ವಲ್ಸ್ ಟು ಟಿ ಎಚ್ ಆರ್ ಇ ಇ ಸೊ ತ್ರೀ ಸೊ ತ್ರೈಗುಣ್ಯ ಸೊ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ತ್ರೀ ಗುಣಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಹೋಲ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ or all the matter that we see in this material world actually comes from something called as mahat tatva what is it called it is called mahat tatva so at the beginning of the creation the sum total of all the matter when i say matter it includes earth water fire air ether mind intelligence false ego all these is mixed together it's all one it is it is a sum total of all these is called mahat tatva so when lord vishnu he glances on this mahat tatva his divine glance actually agitates this mahat tatva and when this mahat tatva gets agitated this sum total of matter then time is created time starts at this point when lord vishnu glances at the mahat tatva that's the beginning of time and once time comes into effect then there is a creation of trigunya triguna what are those trigunas sattva guna rajoguna and tamoguna sattva rajas and tamas so all the matter that you see around you is actually nothing but this three gunas anything that you take is actually the mixture of this three gunas these three gunas are the ones which actually creates the variety in the world these three gunas sattva rajas and tamas are the basic foundation blocks of matter just like you know you must have studied in science there are three colors the basic colors the rgb you know sometimes it's called red blue and yellow so red blue green sometimes so basically there are three colors so when you mix these three basic colors it creates multiple colors so 3 into 3 gives to 9 9 into 9 gives to 81 81 into 81 gives to so many huge numbers of combinations so when these three gunas they mix with each other sattva rajas and tamas it gives to it gives rise to varieties of living entities and varieties of things that we see in this material world so you take us we are also combination of these three gunas so it differs from person to person to what ratio this sattva rajas and tamas actually is there in a person some people have sattva more rajas and tamas little some people are very rajasic in them sattva and tama tamas is less sometimes tamas is so much in a person there is sattva and rajas less so based on the combination and the ratio of these three gunas a person's behavior is decided a person's inclination is decided and the same thing applies to plants also even plants can be classified into sattva rajas and tamas there are sattvic plants you know very nice sweet 
fruits they give like mango and banana and all these these are all sattvic plants there are some plants which give bitter fruits they give fruits but bitter fruits and there are some tamasic plants which gives you poisonous fruits you cannot eat them so they are tamasic in nature similarly animals there are sattvic animals like cow actually is a sattvic animal when you see this monkey monkey is a rajasic animal when you see there is tamasic also there are a lot of tamasic uh, for example there is a just give me a minute i'll just segment so there are lot of tamasic animals also you know this jaguar sometimes this foxes they all come into tamasic animals so there are sattvic animals rajasic animals and tamasic animals similarly food also is sattvic ahara rajasic ahara and tamasic ahara so in the later section in the 18th chapter we are definitely going to understand more about what is food how do we take food what are the characteristics of the food that we will understand in the later chapter it's very important but for now krishna is saying here in this 45th words that trigunyo this triguna is nothing but matter all the matter that we see around us is nothing but this triguna sattva rajas and tamas you know when this cloth you see this cloth this cloth is a combination of what its threads so you take the small strands of threads and you weave them horizontally and vertically and when you keep weaving them the threads horizontally and vertically that is what makes this whole cloth right we don't see the individual threads we only see the cloth so similarly when we see this nature when we see everything around us in this world we actually don't see these three gunas sattva rajas and tamas what we see is all varieties all different colors right now i am wearing a white cloth it's all plain but there are when i wear a colored cloth you are all wearing now colored clothes so colored cloth is a combination of these three gunas and it creates varieties just like the three basic colors rgb you mix these three colors and these basic three colors will create so many unlimited colors so similarly these three gunas will create lot of these varieties in this material world so now krishna is saying oh arjuna please 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 get out of these three gunas it is so important you don't have to be bound by these three gunas krishna is saying traigunya vishaya veda nistraigunyo bhavajuna nistraigunya you have to rise above these three gunas tell me one thing lasya if you are bound by an iron chain that is good for you or if you are bound by a copper chain that is good for you or if you are bound with a gold chain that is good so lasya what do you think which is better if you are bound with iron chain is good copper chain is good or gold chain is good waiting for your answer really okay so lasya says that she feels very good if she is bound with a gold chain wonderful so i want to ask uh, deepal ma'am also is here today with us so deepal uh, mataji what do you think if you are bound with iron chain is good for you or copper chain or a gold chain you want to be bound up bound with which which chain
Okay, I just want to repeat this very simple. If you are bound by a iron chain that is good for you, you feel better. Or someone comes and binds you with a copper chain, you feel good. Or if you are bound with a gold chain, that is good for you. What do you feel happy? When do you feel happy? Okay, so Deepan Mataji is saying that she is also opting for gold, that if she is bound with gold chain, then she will be very happy. Thank you so much. Wonderful. So let's see who else is there. Okay, I want to ask now Vinodji, because generally, you know, women, if I ask, they will like gold only. So let's ask um, some men also. So Vinodji, what do you think? Which chain would you like to be bound with? An iron chain, a copper chain, copper chain or a gold chain? Okay, looks like there is an audio problem. Okay, let me ask Chaitanya. Chaitanya, if you were given a chance to be bound with an iron chain, copper chain or a gold chain, which one would you prefer? Uh, I would go with copper chain because uh, I achieve that copper has more benefits than one. Okay, so... He is using his scientific bent of mind and he is saying that, okay, so copper has a lot of advantages so on the body, so he wants to go with copper. Wonderful, very nice. So let me, thank you so much Chaitanya. So guys on the open talk, you can also leave your comments. Uh, Dev, what is your uh, inclination by the way? I would say, what if we can remove the chain? What if we? Now there you go my boy, so that is exactly the right answer. I mean, whether you are bound with a gold chain or you are bound with a copper chain or an iron chain, you are still bound. The real interest should be, how do I get rid of this chain? So, iron chain is tamas. The copper chain is rajas. And the gold chain is sattva. So, Krishna is saying here, don't get bound by even Sattva Guna, don't get bound by Rajoguna, neither you should get bound by Tamaguna. None of these three Gunas should actually bind you. So, that is intelligence. So, many people, they think that, okay, let me do good things and let me be here in this material world. Let me enjoy the good result of my good activities. But the thing is, you still have to come here to this material world. So that is Sattva Guna. Many demigods, Devatas, they are all very Sattvic in nature, extremely Sattvic. We cannot even compare ourselves to them. But still they are bound. So Krishna is saying, you should not be bound. Why they are bound? Because they are bound by Janma, Mrityu, Jara, Vyadi. So Krishna is saying, you have to get rid of this cycle. Don't get bound by even Sattva Guna. So Nistrai Gunyo Bhavajuna Nirdvandho Nitya Sattvasto so don't get caught up by this duality of good, bad, happiness, pain, heat, cold, happiness, distress. So these are the dualities of this world and these dualities are actually created by three gunas. Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Every day these three gunas are actually impacting on us. We just don't know. Tell me one thing. Is gravity working on us right now? How many of you think that gravity is working on you? 
I'm sure all of you will agree. Gravity is right now working on all of us, each one of us. But do we see gravity? No. Yes, we don't see. What about time? Is time affecting us right now at this moment? Yes, exactly. Time is having its effect right now on us. And that's why every moment we are growing old. So time is affecting. So like gravity, like time, these three gunas, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas are also having an effect on us every single day. When you wake up in the morning, you are so fresh, you are getting so wonderful thoughts, your mind is clear. Why? Because early morning, it is predominantly Sattva Guna. Morning time is predominantly Sattva Guna and that is why most of the prayers are done in the morning time. So that it gives you the good feeling and you are focused while praying. Because morning it is Sattva Guna. But you see, as day progresses, you get ready in the morning, you have a breakfast, then you start running to the schools and colleges and offices. So Rajoguna takes place. Rajoguna basically puts you into action. Rajoguna means Rajas means action to perform activities. So that is why in the afternoon time people are so active, doing so many activities, going to offices, calling people, doing many many things. Why? Because afternoon time predominantly Rajas is taking place. Rajas is there in the nature. And as we move towards the evening, Tamas gets into action. And that is how, because of the Tamaguna, we become now lazy, we are tired and we feel sleepy. All these three gunas are essential. It has its place, but we need to understand how to get rid of these three gunas. We will understand more about these three gunas in the 14th chapter. It's a dedicated chapter for understanding three gunas. So now Krishna is saying, please get out of these three gunas. Oh dear Arjuna. And then he's saying, Nir Yoga Kshema Atmavan. Yoga Kshema. Yoga also means sometimes acquiring. See, Sanskrit words have multiple meanings based on the context. I have mentioned this earlier also. Any word you take in the Sanskrit, it is not etched in the dictionary that yoga means only this meaning. No, actually it depends on the context. So here, yoga means acquiring. Yoga means hankering for something that you don't have. And kshema. Kshema means preserving what you already have. So, Nir Yoga Kshema Atvavan. So, you should get rid of this idea and this mentality of trying, hankering all the time for something that you don't have and always trying to preserve that which you already have. If you see, most of the activities that we do is basically for these two things. Most of the time, why do you work? You work to acquire things that you don't have or you work to preserve that which you already have. This is how we define our work most of the time. Carefully analyze these things. Throughout the day, whatever activities you do is basically either to get something new or you already want to preserve or maintain that which you already have. So this is how Krishna is saying, please get out of these three gunas, my dear Arjuna. That will make you very, very happy and you will become free from anxiety. So don't worry about these three gunas, is what Krishna is saying. Wonderful. So, Let's go and understand the next words, the 46 words. Last year, unmute yourself and let's chant this very beautiful word. Let's understand this next word. So, let me display it on the screen. So, words number 46. 
yes river is there river will fulfill that desire if you want to drink water yes river can satisfy because all the time you are going to get fresh water it's flowing you want to wash your animals fantastic river will supply water for that as well so that is how a river can actually fulfill the needs of all the small reservoirs of these uh, different wells so similarly krishna is saying now vedas have many 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 wells there is ayurveda which is one well there is dhanurveda which is one well there is tapakya veda which is another well so each different fields of science are actually one individual well and there are so much deep each well are very deep quite deep the ayurveda itself is quite deep so like that vedas are huge if you want to understand vedas it will one lifetime is not enough you need to spend many many lifetimes to understand vedas so now krishna is saying the best thing is to know the purpose of the vedas instead of understanding the whole veda to understand the purpose of the veda is most important many people they keep on reading vedas and they go into specific fields and they get so absorbed in the vedas they don't understand the purpose of the veda for example ayurveda there are many ayurvedic doctors right you must have visited some of the ayurvedic doctors now they are also studying ayurveda they are also studying the veda but unfortunately you know what these doctors they don't understand the purpose of the veda they completely misunderstand the purpose of the veda so what is the use you see bhishma pitamaha bhishma pitamaha how many years did he study the vedas i have mentioned this earlier 525 years that many years he did vedas studies he studied vedas for 525 years can you imagine and that is why he gives beautiful instructions later on at the point of death when he was lying on the bed of arrows he gave vishnu sahasranam and many more things to yudhishthira so by the way here krishna is telling you need to understand the purpose of the vedas and that is exactly what we are doing this bhagavad gita what we are studying is actually the essence of the all the vedas we are actually studying the essence of the vedas what an amazing thing that we are doing so although there are many people who may study a lot of vedas but if you all we all can understand the bhagavad gita then you will understand the purpose of the vedas that is so wonderful that is why you are investing your time in understanding the vedas actually this is what is the real vedic study understanding bhagavad gita in kaliyuga is the study of the veda that is how it is sarvo punishado gao dogda gopalanandanaha parto vatso sudir bhokta dugdam gitamritam mahat what krishna says upanishad says shankaracharya very beautifully says that sarvopanishado gao you take all the vedas and when you milk all the vedas and upanishads what you will get you will get this bhagavad gita just like when you milk the cow you will get the essence of the cow is the milk so similarly when you milk the upanishads and the vedas you will get bhagavad gita and who is drinking it partha partha is 
Arjuna. Arjuna is drinking this milk called Bhagavad Gita. And because of Arjuna, we are also getting this beautiful, very nectarian milk of Bhagavad Gita. So actually, we are studying the essence of the Bhagavad Gita. And Krishna is telling this is what is important. So wonderful. Earlier in the previous session, Gina Mataji had asked me that Prabhu, let us understand, please give a session on Sanatan Dharma. We can definitely do a session on Sanatan Dharma, but at the same time, I want to mention this. All of you should know that this study of the Bhagavad Gita is actually the study of Sanatan Dharma. All the intricacies of Sanatan Dharma is what we are studying in the Bhagavad Gita. So we are already studying Sanatan Dharma. It's very, very nice, very, very important. So Krishna is saying, please understand the essence of the Vedas. And that's exactly what we are doing. And I'm so glad that you're all coming and giving your valuable time to understand the essence of the Vedas. So very nice. So this is what Krishna is saying in this 46 words. And let's understand what Krishna is going to mention in the next words. But before that, Krishna is saying in this 46 word, Brahmanasya Vijanataha. Who is the Brahmana? Brahma Janati Iti Brahmanaha. Brahma Janati. Who knows Brahman? One who knows the Brahman is called Brahmana. Not simply one who wears this uh, 5 rupees thread on his shoulders and says, I am a Brahmana. No, no, no. Many people do this. Many politicians also, just for some politics, they will wear this 5 rupees thread and they will call themselves as Brahmana. No, that is not a Brahmana. Brahma Janati Brahmana. One who knows the Brahman, one who knows the essence of Bhagavad Gita is actually a true Brahmana. And you all, by studying Bhagavad Gita, now you are all becoming Brahmanas. See, wonderful it is. So, we are not Brahmana by birth. We are not Kshatriya by birth. We are Brahmanas by our Guna and Karma. So, very nice. You are all trying to become Brahmanas by understanding Bhagavad Gita. So, very nice. So, let's go to the next words now, 47th words. Krishna is going to explain very, very interestingly and this is something which is known to most of us, this particular words. And uh, let's try to chant this. Uh, Deepal uh, Mataji, please unmute yourself and try to repeat this shloka after me. Okay? I hope this is visible to you, the shloka. Deepal Mataji, you can unmute yourself. So please repeat after me. Karmannevadikaraste Mapaleshu Kadachana Makarmapalaheturbhur Mate Sangastva Karmani Once again, Karmannevadikaraste Mapaleshu Kadachana Makarmapalaheturbhur Mate Sangastva Karmani Wonderful. Please repeat the translation. You have a right to perform your prescribed duty. 
but you are not entitled to the fruits of action never consider yourself to be the cause of the results of your activities and never be attached to not doing your duty wonderful thank you so much now this is a very very interesting and a very famous shloka that most of you must have heard isn't it many many people especially in your some elderly people in the family members must be chanting this uh, shloka karmanne varikaraste this is the most oftenly quoted shloka and the most misinterpreted shloka at the same time so many many devotees and people talk about karmanevadikaraste and they just stop at that first line of the shloka the rest three lines they completely have no idea what krishna is trying to explain what people say is karmanevadikaraste work is worship what they say is oh you do your work you do your karma and that is worship you don't have to go and separately worship the lord in the temple or anywhere else you do your duty you do your karma and that becomes worship so this is an idea that people have but they really don't understand the next three lines of the shloka so that is why it becomes extremely important to know what is the meaning and the purport of this particular shloka karmanevadikaraste karmanya karma in this particular shloka karma refers not just to work or action it actually refers to prescribed duty it is not just duty or prescribed it is not just work it is prescribed work so just like brahmana has a specific work kshatriya has a specific work everybody has their specific work so krishna is saying that we also need to do our prescribed duty as a brahmana my prescribed duty is to share knowledge as an engineer somebody else has to do his prescribed duty of constructing so many things doctor has his prescribed duty of curing patients so krishna is saying here karmanevadikaraste adhikara you have a right you have adhikara act on your work on your prescribed work and we need to do our work our prescribed work complete adhikara is there nobody can check even constitution of india or any country cannot check your prescribed duty each one of us have a swabhava and according to the swabhava we need to do our prescribed duty but there krishna is further explaining he is saying that you do your work you have adhikara of your work but ma phaleshu kadachana krishna is saying that you have the you have the ability to do work adhikara to do work but you do not have the entitlement for the result of that work see what is the motivation for us to do any work you take anybody the motivation for us to do work is result 
why we perform work is because we want results is there anyone who can tell here no prabhu i will not work i am not working because uh, i don't want any result i am just doing it for the sake of doing my work no most of the time our motivation for work is result phala we want phala we do karma but we do karma because there is karma phala if somebody is going to the office and the manager will say okay you please come and work there is a lot of work but i am not going to pay you any salary will you go and work nobody will work oh you will say please excuse me and you will find another job right so you will not work unless there is salary similarly for the students oh yes you can do engineering you can do become an mbbs but you study all these books but at the end we will not provide you any certificate will anybody go to such a college where nobody they are not going to provide you a certificate for all the education that you have acquired no you will not go to such a college because we all are actually working for results and that is why krishna is saying here ma phaleshu kadachana does this mean that we should not work for result we definitely should work and we will work for result but krishna is saying don't be attached to the result don't be attached to the result you work for results but don't be attached to it there is a difference if uh, you know the cook is there and the cook is saying no 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 i am not uh, i don't want to work for the result you know he is cooking puris he is frying the puris and oh whether it is nicely fried or it doesn't fry who cares i am just going to put it in the oil and i am just going to do whatever little bit and i either i will burn it or i will not fry it properly no that is not how the cook will work he is still working for the result to get the nice fluffy puris but at the same time he should not be attached to them what result will come once you put that atta in the oil what result will come we don't know whether it will fluff nicely whether it will not fluff that result is not known at but when you get attached to the results that is what will result in pain misery suffering see when the neighbor's child gets good marks you may become very happy oh nice you know you have got very good marks and some people may become even envious oh that neighbor's child has got good marks in the class or something like that whether he gets good marks not good marks you are not so affected but if your own child gets good marks then you will be so elated you wants to make it a big news and why because you are attached to your child at the same time if your child doesn't score well then you are also depressed why because there is attachment so this attachment is what actually makes us happy or distressed we are not motivated by the work itself the primary cause for our happiness is not the work the action itself but the result we are hankering for the result all the time our focus is not on the work our focus is on the result and what was arjuna doing now arjuna's whole focus was on the result 
oh if i fight the result will be i will go to naraka if i fight there will be varna shankara unwanted population if i fight then there will be no pindodaka you see the arjuna's whole mind was focused on only the result and that is why he was not ready to fight many times when we are focused only on the result what we will do is we will not perform our duties we will not perform our actions that's why krishna is saying ma phaleshu kadachana don't be attached to the result perform your duties you have adhikara but do not be attached to the result this is the second part very nice and then we also have this tendency to boast about our results many times we perform an action and we boast about it so that is what is mentioned in the third line of the shloka ma karma phala hetur bhu ma karma phala hetu hu phala hetu means you are thinking that i am the cause of all the work that i am doing all the cause for the work i am that i am doing this is the greatest mistake that we do we take the ownership of our work many times we think that i did this i did that i studied so much i got so much money i worked hard for it so any time we become successful we do certain activities we think that i am doing i am doing but the result that you get out of certain action is not dependent only on your action so krishna is explaining here you are getting a certain result but the result of your activities is not only dependent on your actions let me explain this please pay attention very important any time when you get a result it depends on three factors karma that is your action second kala and third is daiva karma kala and daiva many times we think only karma i perform and i will get result no so karma plus kala plus daiva is equal to phala result fruit let me explain this with an example please pay attention there is a farmer the farmer if he has to get a harvest first thing he has to do is perform his karma what is the karma of the farmer he has to nicely plow the land he has to till the land nicely and then he has to sow the seeds that is the karma of the farmer but is that sufficient just the farmers will perform all the work of plowing the field and sowing the seed is that sufficient no he he has to wait kala it's not that today you sow the farmer will, will sow the seed today and tomorrow he'll get the harvest no he has to wait there is a waiting time that is kala so time factor is extremely important to get result now okay he will wait for 4 months or 5 months to get the harvest but is that all in all no daiva 
He also has to be dependent on Daiva. What is Daiva? Rain. Is rain in our control? The farmer has no control over rain. He has, does he have any control over the different pests that will come, the rodents and other things that will come and eat away the harvest? He has no control. So even Daiva plays an important role. So only when karma is performed, you wait for a certain time, Kala, and then there is Daiva, the rains are there. With the combination of all these three, Karma, Kala and Daiva, you will get your result. This is how we all get our result. So please do not understand or mistake yourself that only if I perform my actions, I will get result. No. You may write the exams very nicely. Lasya is here. She studied very well. She is very intelligent and she writes wonderful answers in the question papers, in the exam. So that is her karma. But results will not be out the next day. She has to wait. So there is time. And then it also depends on Daiva. The mentality of the evaluator. If the evaluator has fought with the spouse or he is very hungry, he is so disturbed with all the negative thoughts, he will take her paper and while correcting the paper, he is so upset that although Lasya has written very beautiful, nice answers, because of his mentality, he will cross-check and he will put wrong marks and he will not give the proper uh, marks to Lasya. So you see, so many factors are involved. <laughs> so karma, kala, sarsaiva. I hope that doesn't happen with you, Lasya, but I'm just giving you examples. So there are many factors we should not take advantage, we should not think that I am the cause of my actions. If anybody thinks, if you think that I am the owner of my actions and I am the owner of my results, that is going to result in rebirth. Anytime you take the ownership of your results, fala, that means you have to take rebirth. Why we have taken birth now? Because we want to enjoy the results of our actions. I could not enjoy everything in the previous life and I thought I am the owner of my actions and my phala. Alright, so come again, take birth again and again enjoy or suffer. So please do not understand, do not think that you are the owner of your actions. Keep thinking of the questions, I am sure a lot of questions will get triggered. So you can keep mentioning in the comment section. Always. And the fourth line Krishna is saying Mate Sangostu Akarmani Akarma Akarma means inaction Krishna is also saying Oh, so what is the use? Krishna, you are telling me to perform action because I have Adhikara but you are telling don't get attached to the result You are also saying that I should not be the owner of do not think that I am the owner and the cause of my work Then why should I perform action? Let me sit quite aramse why should I, why at all I should perform any action? Some of you may think that Prabhu anyway, why should I study nicely now? Why should I go to the office and do all this work? Why should I be the owner of my, no, Krishna is saying Akarmani, don't get attached to inaction also. So Krishna is saying you have to perform your duties and you have to perform action. Actually no one, even uh, uh, our nature is such that, the nature of the soul is such that it is never inactive. Soul is never inactive. The body sleeps, but the soul never sleeps. The soul is always active and wants to do activities. 
so soul cannot be inactive krishna is saying you better engage in prescribed duties you identify what is your prescribed duty you are a housewife you are a student you are a professional based on your nature and inclination please perform your prescribed duty so this is what krishna is saying here it's a very very beautiful and a very nice uh, shloka uh, so please do not misunderstand this is a very nice shloka many people misunderstand and say work is worship no work becomes worship only when the work is directed towards krishna when our actions are not directed towards krishna that work is not worship that kind of work is not worship okay so that is the meaning of this karmanneva adhikaraste very nice shloka so let's go to the next words again a very beautiful and interesting shloka that is the 48 words and uh, i see yuraj has joined today thank you so much yuraj for joining the group today thank you very much and uh, let me call upon chaitanya chaitanya please unmute yourself and let's chant the 48 words now it's very beautiful okay so please repeat after me योगस्तुर्कर्माणि संगम त्यक्वाधनंजय स्थित्य सिद्ध्यो समोभुत्वा समत्वं योग उच्यते wonderful let's do that once again yogastakkuru karmani yogastakkuru karmani sangam tyaktvadananjaya sangam tyaktvadananjaya sridya siddhyo samo bhutva sridya siddhyo samo bhutva samatvam yoga uchyate wonderful let's do the translation be steadfast in yoga o arjuna o arjuna perform your duty and abandon all attachment to success or failure such evenness of mind is called yoga very interesting shloka that is 48 shloka yogastak kuru karmani very interesting krishna is saying here oh my dear arjuna you should not be attached to non prescribed duty many times we do some things we perform activities and work which is not prescribed see we all have certain inclinations so we need to do work as per our inclinations and our desires so when we don't do that then there is problem when we get attached to something which is not according to our nature that creates a lot of disturbance in our mind and we are unable to produce wonderful results why because we are completely acting against our nature so krishna is saying please don't do any activity which is not in line with your nature that's wonderful and then he says please sangam tyaktva dhananjaya tenga sangam tyaktva means give up this attitude of doership 
give up this attitude of ownership so krishna is saying when you perform a certain action when you perform some things please don't think that i am the owner at the same time he's saying don't have this mentality of independent nature i will perform actions and i am going to get the results i will not listen to the shastras i will not listen to the guru i will not listen to any sadhu shastra or anybody like that whatever comes to my mind whatever feels good for me i will do that particular thing so this is called independent nature and this is glorified in the modern world many people they glorify oh you you like this just because you like you do this no problem i like certain things i will do that no we should not go by what i like or i dislike our action should be based on what is right and what is wrong our action should not be based on liking because i may like something today the same thing i may dislike tomorrow so our action should not be based on liking and disliking our action should be based on what is right and what is wrong so what is right and wrong we get to know from the bhagavad gita so when you perform actions based on your inclination and then it is also supported by shastra then you will be very very happy you are not acting independently when you act independently it becomes the cause of misery when a soldier acts as per the direction of the government then absolutely no problem when a soldier acts as per the direction of the the government and the defense minister he is not bound he is very free and he can kill as many people as he wants or the terrorist but the same soldier if he acts independently then he is also bound by the constitutional laws he has to enjoy or suffer based according to that so that is why when we perform actions and they are authorized by sadhu shastra then we will not develop that ownership mentality and we will not act independently we should not act independently even now also we may think that i am acting independently but it is not many times our actions are driven by the media our actions are driven by the advertisements our actions are driven by the thoughts of our spouses sometimes our actions are also driven by our own children so many times we may think that we are independent but we are actually not independent we are forced by so many external factors so krishna is saying instead of getting forced by so many other factors external factors why don't you get influenced by the shastra the bhagavad gita and direct your actions it's so wonderful isn't it so krishna is saying that we are not supposed to be like that and krishna is saying that siddhi asiddhyo samo bhutva whether it is victory or defeat whether you gain something or there is loss samo bhutva don't get attached many children these days they don't want to write an exam because they are afraid of the result oh what will happen what will happen to the result no whether victory or loss perform your duty just perform your action that's extremely important uh, and samo bhutva equanimity is the foundation for spiritual growth my dear listeners i'll tell you devotees if you want to grow spiritually developing a mentality of equanimity is extremely important samo bhutva i'll tell you a very nice story there was a very nice merchant in uh, one of the arabian nation and this merchant had 
very beautiful and strong high quality horses horses of very high breed he had six of them and this merchant had also a very nice young son and this son used to generally take this horses every day for grazing they had a wonderful feed now when the horses used to go out one day it so happened that the son was busy doing something and all the six horses were grazing and they suddenly vanished somewhere and this person could not find any of these horses he was disappointed he was going around searching for the horses whole day he searched for these horses and he did not find any of these horses and then he came back with a face down and he was disappointed and he told his father what had happened and then all the villagers also got to know about it and all the villagers came to their house and they all started telling this merchant oh so sad of you you lost all the wonderful six horses that you had so bad so bad and this merchant he said one thing just one sentence he said one thing to all these villagers and that sentence is good or bad who knows the villagers said what it's definitely bad you lost your horses anyway they just left him and they went away after 6 months it so happened that the six horses which had gone they came back but this time they bought six more horses of the same high quality breed and now they had 12 horses oh it was so wonderful and a joyous moment and all the villagers got to know and they all came to this merchant's house and then they said oh you are so wonderful you are so lucky that you have now 12 horses and this merchant he again made the same statement good or bad who knows now this villagers are thinking oh what crazy what is he saying he should be happy but instead he is making the statement good or bad who knows few days passes by then what happens is this young son of the merchant is actually trying to train these wild horses because some of them were new they were not well trained so the training of the horses is actually called breaking the horse in the olden times in the western world when they get a new horse from the forest they call breaking the horse breaking the horse means to train the horse so this young son was trying to break the horse and while doing so this horse became so wild and threw the son and this son fell on a hard stone on a rock and he actually broke his leg very severely and when he was taken to the doctor the doctor said it is a very bad injury and his leg has to be amputated so it was a very very sad situation for him now and all the villagers again got the news and then the villagers come and explain and start telling oh such a bad news my dear merchant you lost your son in the sense you lost the son's leg so sad so sad and you know what the merchant said this time the same sentence good or bad who knows now this village is like crazy oh my this man is really crazy few days passed by it so happened that there was a sudden announcement made by the king and the king said 
all the youngsters all the youngsters should join the army because they are fighting enemy and the king wants more soldiers so all the youngsters have to join the army so all the young boys from the village were a part of the king's army and it so happened that none of the young boy returned back home to the same village because everyone got killed in the fight and all the villagers now they again went to this merchant and said see we lost all our sons at least you are so lucky although your legs your your son's leg is been amputated but you still have your son but we have lost your son and what did the merchant say now good or bad who knows so what i'm trying to convey here is many times the situations of life will be ups and downs there will be nice joyous moments there will be some low moments in life but a person who knows how to be equipoised in all these situations siddhi asiddhi gain or loss that person is very dear to krishna that is yoga yoga can be performed only when you are equipoised when you are not equipoised you will never be happy please understand and that is how all our karma krishna is saying yes samatvam yoga muchyate samatvam yoga can be performed only when you are sama very very interesting i want to mention this very uh, important story and past time looks like i have mentioned this earlier also but i just want to repeat you know when the whole mahabharata fight kurukshetra war was done after the kurukshetra war all the kauravas were killed the 100 sons of dhritarashtra were killed and then it so happened that krishna bhima the pandavas everybody returned to hastinapura and then dhritarashtra was lamenting and he told krishna krishna you are bhagwan you are the supreme lord could you not save one son just one son son of mine how how could you allow all my sons to die then krishna very beautifully explains dhritarashtra you know 50 lifetimes not 50 years 50 lifetimes before this life you were a hunter and as a hunter you had killed the 100 chicks of two birds two parent birds you killed them in front of the birds the parent birds and because you killed all the 100 chicks that is why you lost all the 100 sons Dhritarashtra was bewildered he was thinking oh my god this is the karma this is my own karma that i had to lose but my dear krishna i understand i lost all my 100 sons but why did i have to wait for 50 lifetimes to get the reaction of my action which i had performed so long time back then krishna says all the 50 lifetimes you were acquiring punya to get 100 sons now you got punya sufficient karma to get 100 sons and you lost all the 100 sons at one shot so this is karmana gahanogatihi karma is extremely complicated at what time what reaction is coming and hitting us we don't know that is why many times ups and downs will happen in life our own karma will come and hit us we need to be samatva
ऑलवेज बी इक्वी पॉय समत्वम योग मुच्छते गेन और लॉस प्लीज डू नॉट वरी बिकॉज गेन और लॉस इज इन कृष्णाज क्शन then results will come krishna will provide results to you according to your karma that you have that you have performed krishna will give wonderful results but don't be attached to the results perform your actions samatvam be equipoise learn how to be equipoise it is a practice that we need to do extremely important and that practice comes in the association of devotees only when when we come together like this when we discuss these topics we are at least aware that yes we need to perform such actions like this otherwise nobody will tell us what is right and wrong okay so uh, this is how we need to understand so krishna is saying here siddhya siddhyo samo bhutva just like when the child it goes to the beach and since most of you are in mumbai you know you have been to the beach and the children there in the beach they will build uh, the castles the sand castles and suddenly one big wave will come and it will wipe away the whole castle and the child will cry oh i lost my castle and he'll be so disturbed and the parents will go and try to console the child my dear child it's okay you can build another one don't worry but the child keeps on crying so just like the child we also so called adults we are also building castles you know i will build this castle here i will build this particular house i will get this job and that job we are all trying to build different different castles and one day the wave of time will come and wash away everything that we have created so that is why we need to be samatva yoga muchate don't get disturbed by the results just like we try to laugh at the children sometimes when the children are crying because they lost the castle the lord is also laughing at us when we cry at someone or something that we lose of our own Krishna is also laughing at us. Oh, this person is thinking that he has done this. No, he has not done. I did it. So Krishna is the ultimate doer. So very nicely, uh, you know, we have discussed this 48 shloka also. I think uh, it's time for some questions. Let me take some questions before we go uh, to the next words. So, Prabhuji, what is the ideal way to start the day? Okay, so Dev Chandan is asking. The ideal way is when you wake up. first thing is you close your eyes when you wake up from the bed ideally you should wake up from the right side when you wake up from the bed you should wake up from the right side that is good do not wake up directly uh, it will hurt your stomach also so don't directly wake up straight when you wake up you should wake up from the right side that is nice and moment you wake up maybe you can rub your palms a little bit like this and just pray hare krishna three times you touch your uh, eyes you know it gives you some strength and then thank the lord for giving you another fresh day because it's only lord krishna sitting in the heart who wakes you up if he doesn't ring the alarm bell inside the heart we will never wake up it is only krishna who wakes us up every single day thank him for that for giving us another new day and then uh, when you step outside the bed you step outside the cot 
you can also if you have a krishna's painting you can pay obeisances right there it's very important you can pay obeisances then you can fresh yourself and even if you don't take bath you can chant hari krishna mantra even if you don't take bath you can chant hari krishna mantra so begin your day with chanting hari krishna mantra that amazing way to start your day and moment you finish your prescribed rounds suppose you have taken a vow that yes i want to finish 108 times hari krishna mantra morning when you finish that 108 108 there is a sense of achievement ah yes i completed my chanting today when you get the sense of achievement all the activities that you do throughout the day you will have the sense of satisfaction and achievement so start your day with a sense of achievement yes i did my activity today so that is how we need to start the day okay so dev is asking this and then yuraj is asking thank you prabhu ji for letting me join in pleasure okay wonderful thank you yuraj for joining today and dev is saying how do we remove our detachment from our result very good question see when you do your actions for the satisfaction and the pleasure of krishna then you know that your primary goal of action is not result per se but your primary motivation to perform action is i am satisfying the lord i am satisfying krishna that is the primary motivation and with that primary motivation when you work you will never get attached to the results because you know now i am doing it for the pleasure of krishna krishna gives me whatever result it is in his hand it is his hand you should do activities for the pleasure of krishna you should not be worried about the results krishna's headache it is to give you results when you perform action for the pleasure of krishna krishna is indebted he feels indebted oh dev or hina mata ji lasya deepal mata ji vinod ji yuvraj you are doing activities for my pleasure krishna will feel indebted See when somebody comes and does some good thing for us, they will come and help us. Don't you feel indebted to them? You know you were in pain. Just somebody when they suppose you are riding a bike and somebody you accidentally you fall down. Somebody comes and helps you, and maybe even sometimes they come and take you to. They come and drop you till the home. Don't you feel indebted to them? Oh, such a nice person he came and helped me. Thank you so much. We feel so so much of gratitude towards them. so krishna is a highly sensitive person when you do little bit for krishna oh my god he says that she is doing so much for me krishna feels indebted and it is his duty to give you result you will give he will give us back so even your studies for students when you are doing your studies my lord i am studying it because i want to use this knowledge in your service that is how i studied when i was doing my engineering when i was studying before i start my studies i used to pray to krishna krishna i am learning this although it is material knowledge i am learning this so that i get this knowledge i will acquire this knowledge and i will use this knowledge in your service in the future and it is so helpful today i have i am a, i have a engineering degree and whatever engineering knowledge that i have i am using it in the krishna's service today so that is becoming yoga so when you do that then krishna will give you the ultimate result for uh, housewife when they are cooking my lord we are not doing this cooking for our own sense gratification but it is for your pleasure when you do this ah krishna is pleased then he will purify our you will never be attached to the result 
so that is how we need to get get detached from our results by giving pleasure to krishna very nice so uh, shrikant is asking uh, hari krishna prabhu ji every day we get the thought of people misunderstanding us based on our actions how to control it yes absolutely because the perceptions of people are different many people have different perceptions and we cannot control the perceptions of people all the people not possible so don't even try to control that what we can do is we can actually mold ourselves we should not perform actions for the pleasure of people because people will never be satisfied no matter whether it is your own parent or a child you cannot satisfy everyone all the time if you are thinking that i will please all the people all the time you will be frustrated if you don't want to be frustrated don't try to please everyone all the time sometimes you can please them not all the time so but all the time you can please krishna so that is easy pleasing krishna is easier than pleasing people so when you perform actions for the pleasure of krishna then it really doesn't bother you what people think it really doesn't matter whether they like your actions or they don't like your action it doesn't matter because krishna is pleased by your actions the devotees are pleased by your actions that is your satisfaction now because you want some result people should glorify you people should nicely talk about you because you are expecting some result from the people that makes you difficult that makes you uh, you know upset but if you think that yes i am working and i will expect result only for krishna and from krishna you will never be dissatisfied you will never be dissatisfied that is how we need to work okay so don't try to control people that is not important so chaitanya is asking uh, prabhu most of the devotees bhaktas dedicate their own lives towards supreme lord with a desire to attain moksha is attaining moksha can be considered a desire for devotees love towards god to attain moksha is even right okay wonderful very nice so dharma artha kama moksha these are the four purusharthas dharma artha kama moksha are the four purusharthas of human life so now what we need to know is should we act to gain moksha or should we act for pleasure of krishna out of love it is said in the shastras that if you become a devotee and when you perform actions for the pleasure of krishna moksha liberation will stand at your door she is waiting at the door to give you moksha when you become devotee when we become devotees liberation herself moksha devi she is waiting at a doorstep to take you to krishna so moksha is a by product of love of krishna when you start loving krishna moksha is a by product you will automatically get moksha so don't worry about moksha because it will be given to you when you understand krishna and when you act for the pleasure of krishna for the supreme lord so that is why i always tell and stress upon this very important point our understanding of bhagavad gita is to develop a relationship with krishna we are not studying bhagavad gita just for some philosophical understanding 
but we are understanding bhagavad gita because we want to develop a relationship what kind of relationship with krishna a loving relationship with krishna so we are not dry sentimentalists or dry philosophers we want to develop a relationship a loving relationship with krishna and when you do that when we have this wonderful person in our life this supreme lord krishna when you start interacting with him when you start understanding his desire when you start understanding what he likes and he dislikes ah it is so amazing he will give you so much pleasure so by giving enjoyment to krishna we become enjoyers very simple formula give enjoyment to krishna and you will enjoy your life it is as simple as that so these are few questions wonderful questions today and i see that the level of questions are also now becoming deeper and deeper i see that you are all getting it philosophically and i really appreciate the way you are asking questions wonderful thank you thank you very much so uh, we'll meet you again next sunday please take care uh, and be safe and keep chanting take care hare krishna